and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of TV My Husband Hates with Regan and Kat. How you doing, Kat? I'm doing okay, thanks. I don't know. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see that I've relocated to a new office and (laughs) I don't have to put up with any of Jimmy's shit anymore. We were sharing an office before and that wasn't good for either of us or our marriage. No, it never is. I feel like working in that close proximity or on on similar projects is never the best idea for a marriage especially during lockdown i mean we we don't get a fucking break so this is now we've got our own space i've even put a little cubby hole sleeping area under the eve so essentially i never have to leave yeah i've got my own (laughs) we've now got separate rooms and life is great (laughs) (laughs) you know my my husband's grandparents had separate rooms for like the last 20 years of their marriage i mean they were married for a bajillion years um I think I think they were married like 70 years before she passed, but like they had their own rooms for like wow. a, the like once the kids moved out, they had separate rooms and they said that that's probably why they were able to stay married so long because they finally had their own space. Well, funnily enough, my mum and dad have separate rooms. My mum and dad have separate rooms and um I um sorry. <laughs> Every week I, Oh, sorry, guys. Just every week I tell my kids that I'm recording and every week they come in and choose now to distract me. Um, So I'll get back to it. My mum and dad uh, have separate rooms and have done for a while because my dad snores like a a bullet train. But then also my aunt and uncle had separate rooms for a long time before my uncle recently passed. They slept separately. And um, maybe you just get to an age where you're like, I love you. The Rumpy Pumpy isn't happening that much anymore. Did I really just call it Rumpy Pumpy? You did. (laughs) Am I channeling Lisa Vanderpump? Apparently. Um, They're not fucking anymore. And basically, uh, they were like, we just sleep better in our own rooms. And I thought, well, all right. I mean, honestly... Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if I sleep better by myself while he's here because that never really happens. Like typically, if only when you've had a fight. Away, no, we don't even do that. We still sleep in the same bed. I have to say, we we've fights. never done that either. We've never yeah. slept separately because of a fight. No, but when he's away and I actually have the whole bed to myself, I don't sleep that great for like the first night or so, just because it's like yeah. weird. Now I'm responsible for everything and whatever. But like the third night in, I sleep starfish style and it's pretty fucking nice. No, I agree. It takes a couple of nights to get used to. And then you're like, why didn't we do this sooner? (laughs) And then I kind of resent it when he comes back like, oh, man. I know. You're like, my whole bed. I made up the spare room for you. Super comfy. (laughs) Welcome home. (laughs) Oh, dear. I mean, yeah. Who knows? Maybe when we get older, that's the way it'll be. I mean, I remember reading an article that um, Helena Bonham Carter and um, what's his name? Tim Burton. Actually, yes, had separate houses, houses next door to each other. in the yeah. middle. Yeah. Didn't stop them getting divorced, though. No, no. That would have been a better story had they stayed married. Yeah, would have. I mean, 
That's anyway. a lot to like keep clean. Granted, obviously they didn't clean their own house. So. No, I don't. Yeah, probably not. Anyways. I mean, to that, imagine having that life, though, where you could just buy two massive houses in the most expensive part of London. Well, I guess, didn't they have three? Because didn't they have, like, shared space in the middle? No, they had two. They definitely, it was just oh. two, and they had a connecting okay. door. Huh. I mean, why bother with did the connecting door? Yeah. Yes, I think so. Where did the kids stay? Mm, anywhere? Run around feral? I don't know. Maybe they had a separate <laughs> house for the kids. Maybe the kids got their own house. Maybe. Maybe. Gosh. I mean, that would be the way to go. That would be the way to go. <laughs> I mean, both of us, both of us, like, saw some sort of euphoric joy then when we thought about our kids right? having their own house. Um, well, shall Anyways. we get on with the show? <laughs> yes, we should. We're back up to four shows. Um, we've got a great new addition. I'm so happy New Jersey is back. We'll go into that a little bit later. They are but. fire. If guys, if you have not watched the first show of New Jersey by now, yeah. stop this podcast, go right. and watch it and go come back it. to it because you will not believe how this season has kicked off. It's amazing. Like these these ladies never fucking disappoint. I've never had to force myself to sit through a season of New Jersey the way I have had pretty much other than Potomac, all the other ones, I've had to force myself to get into them. Me too. Atlanta, I, I don't want to watch. I, I Honestly, I'm no. at that point where I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Well, um, it's because they tease out the spiciest bits for fucking ages. And like New Jersey just throws it out there. Well, and I don't think like, there are that spicy bits. think because like they, this. they don't have that many spicy bits. They're just boring. Yeah. And I think yeah. as well, I'm enjoying Dallas. I'm like, I'm okay with Dallas for now. Right. And obviously New Jersey's great. But I'm with you. We had a little conversation on WhatsApp and both of us sort of said, we're just a bit over the Housewives franchise. And I don't know whether that's because we watch a ridiculous amount of it or whether it's just not as good as it has been. I kind of feel it's not as good. Yeah. I don't know. Um, The Real Housewives of Miami is getting a reboot, but only on Peacock TV here. So I don't know if you'll be able to get it or not. You should be, because I think KU and Peacock are actually kind of the same parent company. Oh, maybe. Maybe we'll we'll get it there. But they're bringing back Miami. But I just feel like, I don't know. And I don't know if it's just the whole concept is maybe played out of the housewives. I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe And maybe COVID impacted it in a way. Fair. That's fair. Because I think why I like New Jersey so much is I feel they're – all their families are really involved and the dudes are incredible. Like I would watch the real house husbands of New Jersey 100%. I would too. And I actually feel like that adds something. It adds to the franchise. Whereas I think the dudes on the other ones are just like side notes other than like hating Michael Darby. Well, and I think there's only so much drama six women can bring without it getting really tedious. And I think that's why Jersey (laughs) works, because we do get the boys involved. Like we've seen the trailer. I mean, we're going to talk about it, but the trailer shows that this isn't just the women throwing stuff at each other. You know, the guys are getting spicy and that is another level. It's more interesting. There's more relationships. Um, And that's always more interesting to watch. Yeah. Well, and I think also, um, I saw this brought up on social media one time, like where franchises who have had high turnover rates, their numbers are going down and down. And I think this is why New Jersey is so great because pretty solidly we've had, Teresa has been on the show since the beginning. Melissa has been on the show maybe since season two. 
And these ladies now that we have have been the, like together for the past three seasons. Or ha- I mean, other than Beverly slash Danielle, whatever, um, popping in and out, we've had the same group. And I think you get more invested when like you know the relationship between them. A hundred percent agree. And I and I think. I mean, let's see how it goes. Let's let's see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, Dallas, you can say the same for Dallas. That group true. stayed very, very... Um, very true. ...consistent throughout the seasons. And I think yeah. that's why I that's working. Tiffany, I do too. Yeah. I really love her. Um, yeah. But yeah, Atlanta, I'm really struggling with. But let's talk about it anyway, because it is let's still on our roster. And, you know, even though we want to get straight to the interesting stuff <laughs> we have to wait we are waiting for we're leaving new jersey till the end and we're kicking off Absolutely. with atlanta kenya is the worst hostess ever she's not great i'm gonna be honest and i mean i know she's got a lot going on but i don't think she's ever been the greatest hostess but i don't understand why she's always the one that plans the trip <laughs> well she's always like sometimes she's a she throws a great party sometimes she throws a great event but it's always undermined by the fact that she has to be at the very center of attention. That's kind right. of, whether that's negative or positive. And in this instance, it's negative. And I do not doubt for a second, like we've had our pre-prod chat. I'm definitely more sympathetic towards Kenya in a, in a way. Sure. Yeah. So I am not undermining the fact that I think she's going through a really difficult time. And when, 100%. I, when I see her sitting on the balcony with Candy. Yeah. I think that's real vulnerability. Like we have never seen Kenya ask for help before. Say, I can't no. do this. I need help. And she says, I need help. And yeah. Um, and I was like, she's a total bitch, but yeah, she is genuinely really struggling. Um, that being said, I'm not sure her decision. Therefore, like you say, to host a party at this point is perhaps right. the smartest idea. Well, and there's just a lot of things that I get confused about. Like when she decides not to come back down and hang with the girls, like I get that she has her kiddo there and she wants to spend time with her at night. Like I don't want to undermine like her desire to want to be there for her kid at all. But part of me is like, but you spend time with her and put her down. There's such thing as a baby monitor. Right. When the kids Go back asleep. down and hang out. Yeah. Like I just, I feel like there are just things that normal people do. <laughs> Yeah. That aren't being done. And I don't, I don't know why. And maybe it is like, it's just been a huge trauma and she's just broken deep down inside and doesn't know how to fix it. Um, but I also don't know why, like Candy's not like, why don't you just put a baby monitor in there? <laughs> like, I feel like there's some real life practical shit that's not being talked about. Well, I think there's a lot of emotions that are being triggered all yeah. over the place. And I think Candy's highly emotional. Porsche's just yeah, a little bit ragey. I don't think Portia would have brought P anyway. Honestly, I no. think she just is a bit annoyed that Kenya didn't give her the option. Um, right. And, you know, whether Kenya should have offered that or not is kind of by the by. The fact is she's got her kid yeah. there. Of course she has a responsibility. Does it mean she misses out on trips? Maybe, maybe not. But I think you're right. She could have made more of an effort to host better. Or I mean, even, even if she's going... explained it. Because she kind of Irish goodbye, right? Like, she just yeah. went upstairs. She totally so did. So she could have been like, hey, guys, I got to go take care of the kiddo tonight. You guys have a great time. I can't wait for tomorrow. Like, yes. there are, like, normal hostess things that she could have done in her situation to make it better. And let's not forget, this is the last thing in a series of terrible hosting decisions, like just getting herself lunch. For sure. <laughs> I mean, who just who gets herself lunch? 
<laughs> you can't even do that as a mom. Like that's not even part of being a mom. Like you eat last being a mom. You make sure everybody else has food. Like I was astonished by that. Like that was rude. <laughs> like that I could, I mean, I can forgive her the baby fuck stuff. Her. <laughs> but <laughs> you fucking fuck with me in food. No. Yeah. No, no, no. You know what I'm like when I'm hungry. It's not pretty. And if I had to sit no. there and watch somebody eat a shrimp po' boy, I'd be... I'd, it was a fucking crab cake po' boy. Was, like, that's even another level. I'd just be bullshit shrimp. seething. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what I mean. Like, during our pre-chat, like, I know I was very, like, anti-Kenya. And I'm not anti-her because of what she's going through in the kids. Like, that shit fucking sucks. And I could not... I can't even imagine how hard that shit must be and how much she has to do on her own. I also recognize she's also coming from a very privileged place. Like if you could afford a private jet, you can afford maybe a nanny and a half, like not the whole night, but just a little bit of the night so you can hang with your girls. Or if you don't feel comfortable with the baby monitor, a woman to sit in that room while your kid goes to sleep. I don't know, but I just feel like, I don't know. Maybe you just can't be an asshole to everybody all the time and then expect them to cut you some slack. Yeah. I mean, when you need it, there is that. I mean, I think they will. And I think Candy will cut her the slack, but you're right. You know, what goes around comes around. And I just hope, you know, maybe she'll learn something. Maybe she'll come out this and go, you know what? I was a bitch to so many people. And yet when I needed you, you all stood up and helped me out. So I'm changing my ways. And now I'm going to be a really right on gorgeous human being. Uh I mean, here's hoping, but I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to hold my breath. I recognize it's a little yeah, hopeful. But um, let's talk about other people who are maybe just as bad as Kenya, but have never really realized it. Like Marlo, like this whole Marlo-Kenya discussion. Listen, What's your take, Cap? I think they're both as bad as each other. But when it comes to that relationship, I, I think they both nitpick. I think they both, you know... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like put each other on blast and do all of that stuff. And yeah. Both as bad as each other. That being said, I think this feels very different for me in terms of Marlo. I feel like for the first time, Marlo is genuinely concerned that there's a real rift in this relationship and that Kenya right. genuinely hates it, that they've gone past the point of banter. I think, I think you're absolutely right. That's exactly what I've written down. Um, I feel like Marlo's always thought they were they kind of had like a frenemy relationship. Like it was kind of fun to kind of pick at each other and whatever. And then she's like, oh shit, she really hates me. Yeah, I agree. And, and it's sad <laughs> to see because, you know, they are great friends. And I think when, they, when they're together, they're great fun. And Marlo's, a good, a fun. Marlo's got a good heart. And that's sort you know of what? the difference. I can't I quite... feel like they should just... Sorry, go ahead. No, don't worry, it's fine. I feel like they should just go ahead and give Marlo a peach. Like she's the hardest working friend of the housewife yeah. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. She, um, I think she'd be good with a peach. Mm-hmm. I'll I'd be like annoyed. To see more of like her life. I'll be annoyed if Toya get, Latoya gets a peach and Marlo doesn't. Do you know what I mean? If that's the way I'll that goes. I'll stop watching. Yeah. I, I will put it out there. I will stop watching if Toya gets Peach because I, I cannot bear. I'm her. not fucking interested. I don't give a fuck about her life. I I don't give a fuck about her. She is a nasty piece of work, for sure, one hundred percent. She's got bad energy, and I do not want her on my television screens any more than I have to. Um, no, I feel like it's going to be even dirtier next episode. Yeah, we also saw during this 
um, episode, the discussion, the verdict for the Breonna Taylor <sighs> murder. Let's call it the murder. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, not a Language wanton. Matters. What did they call it? A wanton. Wanton disregard. Uh, I wrote it down. Let me Good. just get to it. I'm glad you wanton did. Wanton endangerment. Wanton. It's like the, a low level felony. Yeah, Tanya like, was. I think you'd get more time for accidentally, like getting in a car accident and someone dying by accident. I think you get more time for that than you do for wanton endangerment. Yeah, t- Tanya was saying that. Tanya was saying that it's um, it's like being on your phone, getting caught being on your phone while you're driving. Like you haven't actually yeah. caused anything, but you could have caused right, something. But you could, yeah, which is bullshit because they shot dead. her dead. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. I mean, it is disgraceful and it's so sad to see the impact of that on the group, but also interesting to hear Drew and uh, Tanya talk about yeah. a very different experience as Canadians. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately when you take slavery out of the mix, you have a very different race relation. And I think that's just the facts of the matter. Like, I don't believe slavery was legal in Canada, Um and I think you just have a different melting pot of people. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just, I think if one, if one group hasn't owned another group, you don't have a lot of the tensions that we have here. In and the I think States. as well, the, the gun carrying laws probably impact that. Into, no, as, I mean, as well. Canada's pretty liberal with their, their gun rules. Um, I don't, maybe it's not handguns, but guns are legal in Canada. Yeah. But I, yeah, they're not, it's not quite as prolific and it's certainly, I don't know. I don't think they've got quite the same relationship with the police as well. That kind of... the For sure. Yeah, I think the Royal Mounted Police are have a much better <laughs> They reputation. sound very polite, don't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's the joke of America, that, like, you can never really piss off a Canadian. No. <laughs> They'll just always be super polite to you, which is, I mean, is total bullshit. Like, I, I know some Canadians that you can't really piss off, and I love them to death. Um, but, yeah, no, but I still think, like, with the police like what we were talking about, I think if you take slavery out of the equation, I think that's that's where all of our issues stem from in the United States is the ownership over somebody else and the feeling that that's okay. And it trickles down to like the police and, and all that. And it it really broke my heart just watching a group of people realize another group of people doesn't give a shit about them. Yeah, because you, you're right. When But when you talk about slavery... We're not just talking about slavery back in the day. We're talking about the continued sort of enforcement of slavery in certain circumstances. Yeah, and racism throughout the country still. And I think that's, yeah, I mean, it's it's awful. And and to be the mother of a boy, a black boy in in America would be terrifying. Um, Yeah. So that was really, you know, that's interesting. I'm glad that Atlanta's at least making some space for that in the show and i think obviously thanks to portia that's why that's happening i don't think any of the others would have watched that if portia was there wasn't there i think maybe candy would have i i I get the feeling that candy's got her finger on the pulse but i feel like nobody else does and it's just it's kind of a weird feeling to watch like i don't know i mean obviously that didn't happen in this episode this episode they were all upset and yeah um and affected yeah um and then finally, before we move on from Atlanta, the girls go out for dinner in the evening. Kenya makes it, which is nice. Um, yes. And Drew decides to go in for it. 
Yeah, I mean, I know you and I both have mixed feelings about Drew, but I I really like her upfrontness about things that she has questions on. To me, it makes me feel like she actually does want to be part of the group, but she wants to understand the group that she's getting into. Like she's coming in not knowing any of like the back dynamics. Um, and I feel like in some level, that's it's really good to have somebody like that in this group to really almost force the discussion, right? Because I feel like all this shit has been going on for years. I, t- I agree with you. And I think what I do think, though, is that Drew and Kenya have kind of set themselves up against each other very quietly and very sort of passive aggressively. And I think that Drew's intention is maybe 70% to really get in with the group and really understand the dynamics and 30% to really have a go at Kenya. I mean, fair. I think if somebody had been continually calling me a stray, I'd probably feel the exact same way. Um, I think Kenya definitely is not the... I mean, I think neither one of them are the innocent party in this. Um, but I think good came out of it in this discussion. Like, I do feel like it, it forced some real shit to come out. Um, did I? I was did, a little dis... Can I? Sorry, did I? I can't yeah. quite remember because it is one of the shows I watched on Monday. But Kenya apologized. Did Kenya do an apology? She did, right? She did. She did finally at the end, like after she got all upset because they were ordering food, which... Side note, I totally would appreciate Tanya get or Tanya getting food delivered to the table. Nobody needs to have that conversation hangry. Um, Bring me the food know. and the cocktails. I was a little disappointed in Portia, like being on her phone and being disrespectful. I understand it, but I was disappointed in her nonetheless. Sometimes Portia is so fucking fantastic and the grown-up of the group frankly and then every now and again we see a touch (laughs) of like Portia first season this like child and that was that for sure and yeah I agreed with you and I agreed with Kenya it is rude like I am gonna wait for you to put down your phone um and that's just a little bit of Portia and I think it's what Kenya does to Portia do you know what I mean? They're just not great. Yeah, for yeah. They don't bring out the best in each other. No, no, they don't. They're the Madison and Austin of Atlanta. Oh God. Should not be together. But anyways, um, it's really ramping up for, you know, the big chat of the entire season, which I think will be the, the next episode with uh, Bolo and the dick in the box. Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this. I, we'll just have to wait till next week. I mean, it looks crazy, like to the fo- fact that they're covering up cameras in the house. Well, I mean, we've all heard the rumors yeah. following this party. So yeah. here's my concern, though, that this is going to happen. It's going to be something and nothing. And yet they're going to try and hang the whole season on it right. because they've got fuck all else to talk about. Well, I don't know. I know Tanya left the season after this oh. happened. So I think... I think it is actually something substantial. I don't think we've needed to wait until what is this fucking episode 10, which is halfway through this. I don't think we've needed to build it up this much, but I do think it's going to be choice for an episode. We'll see. Let's see. Um, okay, perfect. Uh, let's move on then.
welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Okay, so thanks for taking a minute to listen to our adverts. And now let's get straight back to Below Deck, where the season has come to somewhat of an abrupt end. It's the finale. Um. Um, before we start, let's just talk a little bit about Liz leaving because A, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really pleased they fired her because the drama was brilliant. And it also made me realise what a big fat baby she is. Like, hell yes. You can't be that lacking in self-awareness that this is such a shock to you. And then to be begging chess and crying oh. and... I mean, James, I honestly couldn't blame him for just going, see ya. She was crazy. She's a nightmare. Like, I have no idea how someone can do what she did all season and be fucking shocked that she's fired to the point she's like crying and begging people to listen to her. Like, girl. I, I hear you. It's... There have been a million chats. It's shocking. It's it's shocking. Um, I cannot wait for this reunion. Please, God, please, God, let there be a reunion. Because even though the show, the season in general, hasn't been hugely explosive, there's been some really interesting personalities on there. Um, And I really want to see what Rachel thinks of her behavior when she's been drinking. I really want to see what Liz thinks of everything that goes on when she sees herself, but also when she sees what James is saying. Right. That's not going to go down very well. Um, no. I want to know what Rob thinks about his attitude. Oh, Rob. I, I, I have seriously am shocked that like he went off the boat, really fucking committed to this like dickhead <laughs> attitude. And that fake fucking apology was so ridiculous and i was pissed at james for giving him that heads up as well because it took real balls for izzy to do that because that's hard right that's really hard whether you're a woman to come down on somebody one of your peers and yes all right she's a manager but that's still a very difficult dynamic to 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 go into she put a big girl pants on she took her responsibility seriously and even though it was over she felt for her own self-worth, she needed to have this conversation. And then James just goes and ruins it by giving him a heads up. And he comes out and he's like, oh, by the way, sorry. And it's like, fuck yeah. off. And James, we've really been pushing. Like, we've really been Team James for this whole season. Like, chalking a lot of your shit up to, like, banter and other people not understanding you. But this was a real dick move. Like, you owed this to Izzy. She's been your fucking bunkmate for the entire season. Come on. I agree. And also, the more I look at James, especially the way he is with Izzy, as much as I think Izzy is great, I think she's not making a fuss, but he's not actually been that nice to her. No. And that makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. And I really wanted to like him because not only is he British, he's also Northern, but he is from the other side of the Pennines. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's (laughs) I mean, if you're from Yorkshire or Lancashire, you'll get that joke. If not, it will mean nothing to you. But trust me, <laughs> it it makes a difference. What else? Um, Rachel and Chess oh. in this episode. Not that it eventually matters in the end. Right. But Rachel's commitment 
to hating somebody, regardless of her professional requirements, is really quite impressive. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, I almost feel she just needs a, like, she's so upset and scared about what's going on that she just needs, like, a excuse to rage at somebody. And, like, she's chosen Francesca to be that person. Like, I just don't understand. And, like, a part of, like, her going on is, like, that she feels Francesca didn't train Elizabeth properly, which makes no sense to me because Elizabeth like has had six years of experience. Like you shouldn't, I mean, I could probably walk in and be a third stew. Yeah. I could to- even after watching, just watching the show, I'd be, yeah, I'd maybe even be I mean, able to hit second stew. I was going to say, I think being a mom probably already chief qualifies stew. you to be a chief stew. <laughs> Let's go straight in at the top. You're right. I've always said like running a house and a family, obviously not during lockdown when nobody's going anywhere, but during normal times when you're managing the schedules and the fucking budgets and the laundry and all the rest of it. I've always said it's like running a business. And I've also always said, and I've also always said that if that was the case, my fucking family would be fired because they are useless. I need worst employees. They're the worst employees ever. (laughs) Ever. Um, but yes, I agree. No, I think so right. I think Rachel has just got a hard on for chess in a way that's like irrational, and she has to have it for somebody. So it was James, yeah. and then it was yeah. chess, and I think even she gets it at the end. Like I think even she does realize she's been a dick and does sort of right. apologize to chess. And I God, mean, her behavior at that dinner when they had that cake was fucking ridiculous but but this is it she's just she loves the rage and she gets so blinded by it that it's not about making finding a solution or talking it out it's just about the drama and the rage and the anger yeah and that's not helpful to anybody no on on a personal or a professional level no um so i left i came into this season really loving rachel um and I left really having absolutely no time for her. Yeah. Would you say, is she like your least favorite chef of all the chefs that we've seen? Well, it's hard because or there are your things. your least favorite human, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there are things that, as a chef, I can't falter. She's for outstanding. Sure. Yeah. As a human, I don't hate her because she's a terrible human. I hate because I think she's a very, very broken human. I think I think she does have a drinking problem of some description. I think she yeah. is very tightly wound, almost like ADHD. There's something going on. And I think yeah. that she's not she's not in a happy place, whether that's COVID or whether that's just kind of how she generally is. Right. But the way that she treats people and the way, honestly, that she treats herself is not okay yeah i think it'll be interesting to see her at the reunion i feel like i want i want to have more seasons background with her to know whether this is weird or not because i feel like it's it's so strange that it leads me to believe it's not normal for her behavior i don't know and maybe that's the covid effect as well you know we know that her husband her boyfriends in italy boyfriend throughout this period was horrendous you know it was awful in italy so there's a lot maybe i'm willing to give her another chance um yeah because i'm you know nice like that but (laughs) but she so far she's on my shit list 
for sure. Um, um, well, and then of course the big news comes. Yes. And everything's canceled. And I'm, is that the big news? That's the big news. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm surprised that they, I mean, I suppose I'm, I'm surprised they weren't affected more before this to a certain extent. I'm surprised they didn't have more questions over whether people were turning up before this. Well, I don't know what the date when they no. ended. Wasn't it still in March? I don't know. It's hard to know. I isn't think it, it was. Yeah, I feel like when they were putting the dates on the screen, it was still in March when all this was canceled, anyways. So that was. I mean, I was at your house in March of last <laughs> <Yeah>. year. So <laughs> before we knew, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that was around this time as well. So I think like once everything really started shutting down was when they shut down, which is when we all finally fucking knew that we had to take it. You that know, the world was. was tits up. Gone, yeah. Going to hell in a handbasket, as Captain Lee would say. For sure, for sure. But um, so I don't, I think it's just like a weird timing of the show um, and it being in Antigua, it's like beautiful and nice. So for me, it always like triggers summer memories, which I don't think it was the case. Like, no, it's it winter, was, isn't like, it? January, yeah. February. Yeah. So, um, so I think they just shut down when everybody shut down, but I really liked that. Like Captain Lee got on with Francesca as like a, like a new chief stew. I think that was a new thing for him. And Francesca gets a lot of hate on social media for the whole her and Rachel, her and Elizabeth thing. But I feel like I've been watching again a different show as everybody else on social media. But you know what? This I is don't the blame thing Francesca that people, at all. I don't. And the thing is, is that people are like, well, it's this isn't like this isn't personal. This is business. No. And we've seen Elizabeth drop the ball time after time after time, and not just do that, but also really disrespect Chess. And yeah, there was a whole montage. Well, and on a boat that matters more than anywhere else. Like this hierarchy thing yeah. is a big deal. So. It's not okay. And we've seen Ash in tears over it as well. We've seen them both crying. Like, she's made their life very, very difficult. So yeah, it's not about whether Chess is a nice person. She's at the end of her tether on a professional level and she fires her, um, which is and hilarious. she's in a position where she can do so. Yes, like, of course. It's her. It's she her gets to decide. Yeah. Whether you like Doesn't it or matter. not. Um, well, so, and Captain Lee backed her up too. And ultimately, like... That's all that matters. If he agrees and he backs her up on what she wants to do, then that should tell you who, who is the better worker on the boat, honestly. Because Captain Lee sees pretty much fucking everything. He's a good judge of character. And it's interesting. Well, and he... Go ahead. It's, I was saying it's interesting that she kind of ends up cutting the mustard in terms of replacing Kate. Uh, and you see a real comf co like comfortable relationship growing with him and chess and that's nice i like to know that captain lee's got somebody to look after him when he's on the boat for sure and i think he learned a lot like i think he's now keeping a closer eye on everybody because of the last season that we watched when the dudes were so out of control i think he was like i i have to take a you know a better role and i think him hiring eddie was part of that like i think eddie was a fantastic fucking bosun we see that he's now been promoted to first officer under captain lee and ultimately like eddie's a little vanilla for me but like he's good at his job uh, i absolutely agree and I, and again this is credit to captain lee that he recognizes a good job when it's been done he's keen to help the good guys progress he recognizes that izzy on deck was excellent um yeah 
you know, it's great. And also, while you were talking, I did just secretly Google, and they have filmed a reunion. Excellent. Uh, but I, I think don't it comes know. out next week. Yeah, maybe it's straight out. That would. Oh, that's. I'm. I'm looking forward to that. That'd be brilliant. If it's only one, maybe we just include it in next week's normal episode. One thing Elizabeth has also done is she came out like there's this big article of her calling Captain Lee miserable and judgmental. So I think she's just fucking setting fire to everything. Oh, she's um, just a spoil. She's just this entitled spoiled yeah. baby. And I'm over her. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but you don't talk shit about Captain Lee. Not on our watch. Nope. No, no. sirree. Um, let's move on to Dallas, which, you know, was fine, but quite <laughs> uneventful. Would that, would that be fair? Yeah, I mean, I think the place that they're staying in Austin looks incredible. Incredible. Maybe we should do that. Once Texas thaws, they're having a real struggle right now um, with water and electricity and fucking freezing temps. It's not good down there at the moment. But um, yeah, we should do that once, you know, the world It looks quite expensive, though. Eh, it may not be. I mean, it may not be. Like, I I don't know. We'll see. We'll We'll have to do some some digging. Or those of you in Austin... Fucking let us know if, if you know what the it's echelon called the echelon was. wasn't. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but really, for me, this episode was mostly about Carrie and Deandra. And oh, man. And Carrie. I'm team Deandra. Like, I think Deandra Fuck. isn't. Yeah. I think Deandra is hurt, mad, frustrated. Carrie is silencing her and undermining her. Um. And I'm the, sorry, I love like a month of celebrating a birthday, but how many fucking birthday parties are we going to throw for fucking Carrie this season? Honestly, like, come on. It's obscene. It's too many. It, yeah. I mean, it's too many for the love of God. Just it's all not all about you. And I think this is no. maybe part of the problem that putting her front and center and she's nicer when she's not front and center. Yeah, for sure. And I mean... Like, I thought her speech was really nice, like, at the beginning, where she was, like, I guess trying to make amends with Tiffany. But, like, the after effects of her listening to Deandra talk shit about her was not good. Like, her at the table literally embodied everything Deandra said. Like, her screaming at Tiffany when, like, Tiffany's crying. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is going on? Well, and this is the thing. She's... Carrie's managed to manipulate all the other girls because she's already gone and cried in their room to get them on site. Right. She's played the victim card. So yeah. they're not seeing, and she's hiding what's happening with Deandra. She's, she's playing right. it down on a massive scale. So they're not seeing the really awful things that Carrie's doing to Deandra. Then kind of gaslighting her by going, no, it's nothing. It's fine. I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. bullying you. It's, it's fine. It's obviously not fine. She's upset. And then I get it when Deandra sees Carrie give Tiffany this really heartfelt apology. Yeah. And yet refuses to acknowledge anything between those two. I could see all of this. You could tell that Deandra was venting because she was hurt. Yeah. And I mean... It's shitty also yeah. to listen on other people's conversations. Um, it's fuck shitty. Yes. Like I a hundred percent agree with Jeremy. Like if you are going to spy on people, then you fucking deserve anything that you've heard and you have to put your big girl pants on and fucking deal with it. I don't like how cam's involved. I think that's really gross. I, I wish, I wish there, I feel like there's no space for Deandra to say how she really feels. And that fucking bothers me. And I, I think, think that's how she feels. Point. 
She feels like she needs to explode because nobody is giving, she's got no room. And this whole, I don't talk behind people's back. I just want to call bullshit on this. We all talk about people behind their back. Like that's what we do. Not necessarily badly, but sometimes badly. And we do it because we need to emotionally. And we tend to choose people to do that who will understand where it's coming from or, you know, support us through it. That doesn't mean that we're being awful. It means that we're working through some shit. Right. And for Carrie to overhear a private conversation and then hold it against her and humiliate her on at the dining table Ugh. in front of everybody, and that, like you say, turn on Tiffany and make her cry. She is well, awful. All the girls were like really anti-Tiffany crying. And I was like, dude, if you have never lived in a screamy household of parents, then maybe you don't understand, but that shit is triggering. And Tiffany doesn't know what the fuck is going on. And she's just trying to like fit it, like find out where she fits in and make friends and be a good friend to her actual friend. Cause I mean, she and Deandra have had a long relationship before this show. Like they are actual friends. And I think Tiffany did the right thing by listening to Deandra and then like off, you know, trying to stick up for Carrie, like trying to figure out what's going on. And I think it's gross that the other girls made fun of her for crying. I was really fucked off by that. I was too. And I think Tiffany comes out of this squeaky clean. I think she handled that conversation with Deandra perfectly. I think she handles it at the table perfectly. I think it's reasonable for her to cry. Also, let's not forget they've all been drinking tequila and tequila for makes sure. people cry, right? So Absolutely. And and Tiffany doesn't seem like somebody who's used to drinking a lot of tequila. So no. if she gets a little <laughs> bit drunk cryy, that's right. understandable. But you're right, there was no empathy, but this is because I think Carrie has just managed oh. this group in the most manipulative way. And 100%. it is gross to watch. Oh, it was so uncomfortable. Like, I wished I had been at that table because I could get really ragey. Like, I would scream back at Carrie. I wouldn't have just left. Like, Deandra handled it. Like, she just left. And, you know, I don't know. Like, I kind of wish Deandra would have stayed there and screamed at her. I mean, I I, I don't, don't know. know. You just don't know. Because what can you do when you feel yeah, you've got no support, sure. right? She's on her own. Yeah. And that surprises me by Stephanie because Stephanie's usually like the empathetic touchstone that you can usually expect her to kind of talk both ways. But I think you're right. Carrie went and cried to her and like got her story in right away. Carrie's Carrie's ability to manage these women is terrifying. Like it's scary because you're right. Stephanie should know better and she didn't. And, you know, I think that she's going to look back at this and look back at the montages of the way that Carrie has been with Deandra and realize where this behavior from Deandra is coming from. And I think they're all lacking that empathy. Right. Well, except Tiffany. They know Deandra. Like all they've they've known Deandra. They've known Deandra longer than they've known Carrie. And it's like you know her. I I it blows my mind sometimes how much like people disregard like giving people the benefit of the doubt and be like, you know this person and she's not crazy. So maybe there is like a grain of truth to what she's saying. Like I don't know. It's it's shocking to me. Before we move on, I also just want to say this. Yeah. I don't appreciate these people that are like, this is just who I am. Like, I'm fucking stubborn and I will call it how I see it and basically screw you the ramifications. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, like, this is, Kerry, this is not how it works. You have to no. bend and move and be flexible. And there are some people that can take you being full on and in your face. And there are some people who can't. 
You don't get to dictate that. Short, right. And it's not a short falling of who they are. No. It's fucking you. Yeah. You're acting like a psycho. But she's like, I'm going to behave how I like, and you can either deal with it or not. Well, then Deandra chooses not to. Right. And also, I feel people forget that we all live in a fucking society. And we can't all live as a fucking island, fucking everybody off all the time and letting people just have to deal with it on their own. Like, you have to get along with people to a certain degree. And unless, I mean... Unless you're just completely not self-aware, which I think is Carrie's issue right now, or Carrie is so fucking in this dark place that she just can't. And I think see it's a little of bit it. of both, right? I think. Yeah. It, I think it is. I mean, our empathy can stretch that far. I can look at Carrie and go, "You're being a, an abysmal human," but I can see where some of this might be coming from. Right. Even so, like that doesn't give people the right to bully. Like, it can explain no, it, but it doesn't excuse it. She is being a and bully, the whole, absolutely. I mean, let's just talk about the whole bullying conversation where everybody else is gaslighting Deandra I know. for fucking using bullying. And she's like, I know what being a bully is, and I am fucking choosing to use that word. Like, yeah. that's my fucking right as because it's not about bullying. It's not about what <laughs> Carrie thinks bullying is. No. It's about how she feels, and she feels bullied. And this is... Such an interesting dynamic to see because it happens day in, day out. People sometimes don't even realize it's happening to them. And it's, you know, Carrie needs to take a long, hard look at this because it's really, really damaging, ugly behavior. For sure. 100%. And I feel like if her daughters were in any of this situation, like if her daughter was in Deandra's situation with a friend like Carrie, Carrie would be the first one being like, "Uh uh-uh, that's not cool. Like, whatever. Totally. Totally. Um, okay, it's time. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, New Jersey, New Jersey, New Jersey. So much to talk about. So much to talk about. But let's start oh off with... Oh my gosh. Can we just applaud these women? Because they have obviously used their time off very constructively or reconstructively. Reconstructively is 100% the key. I love how open these women are about the work that they get done. They don't give two fucks. They're like, yes, I got it all fucking lifted, tucked, new ass, new face. Boobies are up and high. I don't give a fuck. I wanted it that way. And that's what I spent my money on. And I love that attitude. I hate people who pretend they have had no work done when they fucking have. Just own it. Yeah. That's all the sleep and water in the fucking world doesn't do that shit. (laughs) Yeah. When they're like, oh, I just, you know, steam my vagina and sleep for every other hour a night. And that's how I keep looking so young. Mm -hmm. No, you had a facelift and that's fine. But just own it. (laughs) Margaret's had a facelift. I'm willing to bet. She She looks looks great. She's got new boobs. Not even fake boobs. They're not even new. I think they're hers. They're just up pie. Oh, I'm, totally I'm signing up for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> My sister had that done because she had a reduction. Did she? Yeah, maybe I crossed a line. I think uh, she tells anyways. everybody. Uh, yeah. She had it done. She had a reduction. So essentially they did that and just like, yeah. her tits are great. That's amazing. She doesn't have to wear a bra and she's 50 something. Oh, it's the fucking life. I mean, COVID life, nobody wears a bra anyways, but. Yeah, I totally nice have to like done. in normal life. Yeah, for sure. In and fact, Dolores. Might start saving. Yeah. And getting got, her new ass. She's got herself a new ass or a couple of new asses. She had it a few yeah. times, I think. Um, yeah. Just got a little saggy. She had it lifted up a little bit. I love Dolores, by the way. She is gorgeous. She is knockout. I love her too. I do not love David. 
He is the worst. She can get a million times better. Even in my opinion, even original Frank is better. I love the way he was like, look at you and your new ass. You go. And David essentially wouldn't let her move into the house because she had work done. Is that the reason? Does he say, is that the reason he wouldn't let her move in? I feel like it is. I mean, he was never keen on her moving in anyway. Oh my gosh. It's such a weird dynamic. But who gives him the right? I'm going to include little Frankie in that too, because that's a whole weird thing. But who gives him the right to be offended about a decision she made about her own body? Ultimately, I think he doesn't want her having unnecessary surgery because going under anesthesia is dangerous. Fair. But dude, you have not put a ring on her finger. You have not given her any respect on even showing that you want this relationship to continue further. Fuck you. She can do what she likes. She can do what she likes anyways. Yeah. And you can have that discussion without being an asshole. You can even be pissed off about it, but you can't stop her from doing it if that's what she wants to do. And as much as I get that unnecessary surgery is a risk that you don't have to take, I'm sure that there would be some statistics that would say you're more likely to die in a car crash than from anesthesia. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I think it's not, it's not like you're putting yourself at massive risk or certainly at more risk than you would if you were living your daily life. And ultimately, it's her fucking risk to take. Like, yes, honestly, like, David, you've put no fucking effort into even having a conversation or anything about where you're going to be in her life in five years anyways. That ass is going to be there and it's going to fucking look great. So you know what? That's the safer bet, in my opinion. She deserves so much better. And you say like even even original Frank, I think... When are they going to see the light? When are they going I mean, look, to see the I light? I love original Frank, but I know he treated her really fucking shitty in the past. So, like, that's always my hesitant. Like, the cheating and all that stuff in the past is always my hesitancy to, like, be, yes, Dolores, you need to be with original Frank. Because she she knows, like, you know. But I love him. I think he's incredible. I, I think do he's too. super kind and loves her for who she is. And whatever she wants to do is fine. He's just fucking team Dolores. And... That's what I like to see. But I also think it's really like their living situation is weird. But what's really weird is that David is okay with Dolores living with lovely Frank. He's right. okay with that. Like anybody who really loved and adored somebody wouldn't be okay with that. Like I wouldn't no, be okay with him living with my, with somebody I was dating, living with their ex partner who they got on so well with and had all this history of fucking children with like, no, because he's doing, I mean, Frank is essentially doing the heavy lifting in the relationship, right? Like he's doing the day-to-day relationship stuff. He's the date for a lot yeah. of these parties. But ultimately, I think because the dudes like him too. Like Frank is a likable guy. I'd totally. be very nervous if I was David. Having I someone mean, there being supportive and lovely to like my partner 24-7. And I can't even take time off to like go to a friend's birthday party. No, and I need Dolores to wake up to this. Like, yeah. I, I cannot watch Dolores all season let him get away with treating her like that. It's going no, to and break my frankly, fucking heart. Original Frank is better looking, too. So much better looking. David has this weird sort of baby face. Like, Ugh. it's not quite right. Also, like, I love bald men. I've always loved bald men. Yeah. I've always found, like, I'm married number to one, man. It's totally super my sexy. Thing. Agreed. But he looks a bit like a scrotum. 
<laughs> I think it's his coloring. Yeah. Like he's quite pale. And but he's spotty. got the freckles that make it look a bit yeah. wrinkly. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a yes. testicle. He looks like he's got a testicle for a head. <laughs> and his house is super. We were talking about this at our pre Oh, yeah. Like super sleeping with the enemy house. I mean, apart from the fact that he's a doctor. I yeah. Like he's got a head like a testicle. He's clearly a psychopath <laughs> slash sleeping with the enemy Mark II. And he's yeah. not very nice to her. No. Why is little Fra- I mean, I understand why little Frankie wants to be there just because it's quiet and he can study. And Dolores' house is not quiet. No. I get that. But I don't know if as a mom, I'd let him stay there. It's weird. Especially if I wasn't allowed to stay there. What? Right? When I've designed the entire house and picked everything out. Because that is not just a little job. No. That's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. And she nailed it. Looks beautiful. If not. It does. It looks great. Scarily sterile. But. Yeah. Yeah. She needs to wake up. God, I hope she wakes up. And I don't even care if it's Frank. Just somebody who realizes what a gem she is. Hell yes. Hell yes. Um. Always love a little bit of testicle chat. Uh, yes. Should we get on to the nitty Ugh. gritty of this episode? Which, if I thought this was... This is the thing. Like, in Atlanta, this would be the whole storyline of We'd the season. We'd be ten episodes in. But here, <laughs> this is like the tip of the iceberg. It's episode one, and Teresa has already fucked everybody off. Her behaviour at Evan's birthday is... Unacceptable. Un- My line in the sand. Unacceptable. It you is never, ever, ever, ever okay. Like maybe if you've heard a rumor on the QT when you are just with somebody else to say, I heard this, do you know anything about it? And then never speak of it again. But and you not don't- at their birthday party. And then with systematically, all their other friends. systematically work your way around the room, Everyone. making sure everybody knows. Like, oh my God. And Jackie's absolutely right. This has the potential to tear apart a family with four small children. This is not harmless gossip. This is absolutely the worst kind of bullshit. And unless you have receipts and you have proof, and if that's the case, you take Jackie aside, you sit her down and you tell her. But you don't say anything. You don't do it at the party. You never fucking do anything at a party. Have we never learned anything? Anytime anything is brought up at a party, it's wrong. Just shut your mouth, drink your drinks, and have a good night. That's yes. all you have to do at a party. Whitney Rose, have a good night. Yes. Exactly. Just, she, because she doesn't care. She's not here to, she just wants no. to spread gossip and, and be malicious. And it was nasty. The, like, she does not give a fuck. Even if she mentioned it once to Melissa and Melissa shut it down and it was like done, it's like, okay, well, it's bad, but it's right. not. But for her to actively go and find everybody and talk to them she about it. She was everywhere it, in that party. She was at around. every table. Every table. And then shocked that, of course, it gets back to right. Jackie. Of course it was going to get back to Jackie. the one time I've ever agreed with Jennifer from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Like, if you don't have receipts, then you need to shut the fuck up. Absolutely. Like, that's just law. Also, that's weird. I mean, we'll talk, we'll come back to the party, but yeah, just yeah. briefly, like, Jennifer was such a grade A twat at the last reunion. Like, she came in yeah. hot and just, we didn't figure it out. But apparently, everybody's it's all cool fine now. <laughs> that's fine. Maybe, maybe it'll rear its ugly head later on. But, I'm um, sure. But yeah. Um, 
So anyway, the next morning, obviously, Teresa, uh, Jackie summons Teresa and Margaret to Margaret's (laughs) at Margaret's house. Margaret's not happy about this. I mean, she's she is. And then she's like, this was a really terrible idea. Um, And that conversation doesn't go very well. Teresa, I'm 100 percent team Jackie on me too. The point. But Jackie should not have come up with a different analogy. Like, knowing Teresa, you cannot say shit. Like, the minute you Gia's name came out of your mouth, we all watched her fucking shut down in rage. Yeah. Like, we all saw it. It's The thing with Teresa is that she's maddening. Because I yeah. think Jackie gave her more of a chance than she deserved to make this right. Fuck yeah. Far I mean, more Jackie's of a chance. in tears on this couch. Like, come on. This was Heart not a stone. small thing. This was not no. a small thing. And Jackie could very rightly have just written Teresa off and said, I never want to see her again. Right. But she didn't. She's got a kind heart and she gave her a chance to make it right. Did Teresa take that opportunity? No. She doubled down. She kept doubling down. And I know that she's not the sharpest tool in the box, but anybody yeah, could have seen handled that better. For sure. For sure. But you are right. Coming after somebody's husband is bad. Really bad. Coming after somebody's kid, especially if it's like drug allegations, is about as low as it goes. And I totally like... And Jackie didn't say that. She was like, it would be as if I said this, like as if this is what I was going around and telling everybody. And those were the exact words out of her mouth. I watched it a few times just to make sure I got it right. However, (laughs) knowing Teresa, the minute you say her kid's name, you're done. She's not going to listen. She's going to rage. And to be frank now, if you look at like Gia's social media, there's all this shit about her being a cokehead on all her social media posts. And a chick in college does not need that bullshit. And honestly, the internet is why we can't have nice things. A hundred percent like coke. No, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Um, (laughs) And I agree, but I think, I I think you're absolutely right. There's nothing I disagree with. I don't think, I think Jackie though, and I think you can see it in that moment, just before she says the Gia thing, you can see she sees she almost blacks out you yeah. can almost see it on her face because that is not jackie and i think no that is the extent to how damaging this has been and For how sure. much it's upset her and hurt her and then more fuel is thrown onto the fire with Teresa's unwillingness to even meet her halfway yeah and she and she doubles down on it and she fucking you can see her do it and she knows as soon as the words are out of her mouth she shouldn't have said it yeah yeah but again, you can sort of, I understand why she did. I don't think it was right, but I can see how she got there. For sure. For sure. And while Teresa deserves that, Gia doesn't. Yeah. No, no. Gia's done nothing wrong. Oh, man. It's going to be messy. It's going to be super messy. And I can't and even the previews for wait. the rest of the season. Like, Explosive. holy shit. I know. Fucking Joe and Melissa, Melissa. drama. Antonia has a boyfriend now. Joey and Teresa drama. Oh, yeah. I cannot The fucking, wait. the mom, like him, because I think the... the Said that she I'm was just, responsible. She yes! put him in the grave. Yes! <laughs> oh, I mean... Damn, man. I mean, this... You like, can't come back Judas from that shit. family drama is just... Brilliant. Fucking never-ending. Never. Juicy Joe. 
will never fucking leave their lives. Do you think it would be this, they would be this explosive as a family and this volatile and this shouty and dramatic and all the rest of it as a family if they weren't on a TV show? I think so. I feel like the drama about Teresa's first husband, Joe, Juicy Joe, I think that shit would be happening anyways. I mean, maybe oh, when yeah, it got He was always a wrong He's just super fucking wrong. But, yeah. And I think his injection into their family dynamic was not good. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, I feel like at the very beginning when Melissa and Joe first came on to the show, they were already in a fight because, like, Teresa's Joe had done something, had talked shit about the family before, like, a christening of, like, one of Melissa oh, yeah. and Joe's kids. Like, so I think this has just been how their family has worked for a very long time. And of course, in the meantime, Teresa's father's died. And we know that yes. like, regardless Aww. of what we think about Teresa, she's very, very, very close. And she took her dad in and she looked after him. And I yeah. have to give credit to anybody who does that. She did it while she was on her own with all those kids. Like, Fuck yes, yeah. all right, she's got lots of money. That's still an emotional well, drain. I mean, she was dealing with Joe's bullshit during all that too. Cause that was when Joe was in the detention center and nobody knew what the fuck was going on. And so she's gone through everything with her husband. She's yeah. gone through the loss of her mom while she was in just after, you know, of being in prison. Now her dad and the de deportation and all of that yeah. stuff. She, I get that she's a donkey on the edge, but even so, like, she's, well, this is she's what very dangerous. This is what fucks me off about Teresa because we see Jackie say this at like the beginning of the episode. Like, you know what? We've all had a shit year, but damn, Teresa's had a shit decade. So I'm fucking fine putting shit aside because she has been through some shit. Well, and also she like, she's empathetic. That's the difference. Yeah. She's got empathy and Teresa just doesn't. And I don't know whether it's because she just doesn't or whether she's just, so screwed up after the last few years that it's yeah. very, very difficult for her to see anything beyond the own, her own bullshit. But this or season, she knows what makes good TV because she's all that been too. there a long time. All that too. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: she's she's not she's not unaware of the fact that Bravo's making some serious changes to long-standing cast members. That's the other thing. Yeah. Maybe this is all part of that. And fuck anybody who gets in the way. Seriously. Holy moly. I can't wait. I'm so happy it's back. Me too. It's one of my favorites, for sure. Me too. Um, so that's us wrapped up for this that's week. That's us, yes. Um, oh, thanks yes. Thanks so much, as ever, for giving us your time. Please, if you can, subscribe, rate, and review. Um, I mean, you know, try and be nice, but if you've not got anything yeah. nice to say, then maybe just don't say it at all. For sure, for sure. I mean, you don't have to let us know. No, you don't need to let us know that we're irritating as fuck. <laughs> oh, have I not, still not let go of it? Uh, it's only been a week. <laughs> true. And I can hold on to this shit for a long time. That's right. That's right. It's your prerogative. You hold on to it as long as you want. My podcast, my prerogative. Our podcast, my prerogative. Um, Fair. Listen, thank you very, very much. We will be back next week at... I mean, it may be that we end up spending the whole episode talking about Real Housewives of New Jersey. Who knows? But in the meantime... Yeah, I, I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> no, me neither. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you very, very much. And we'll see you next week. And remember... Smart people watch reality TV too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. 
Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. Theme music and production for TV My Husband Hates is by Jimmy Sims. Like, oh my God!